In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! If inflation was the economic buzzword of 2022, the buzzword for the new year has to be recession. Whether it comes or not, the question is, are you ready? How to recession-proof your retirement straight ahead. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Get Ready for the Future show as we get rolling into a new year. 2023 is here. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury to my right, and to his right, Troy Johnson, filling in the third chair Today, we are excited about today's show. The economic buzzword definitely has shifted from inflation, still a big deal. In fact, as we uh, record this today on in the middle of the week, tomorrow is the big day for the release of the CPI for December of 2022, and we're expecting those numbers to be lower, the trend to continue. Inflation is still very important. It's the driver of what's happening economically, but I think the buzzword has been replaced in the new year with recession. It was talked about at the end of last year too, guys, but I think for sure this is the are we or aren't we going to be in recession year. I'll tell you guys this. I don't know if y'all have experienced this, but in in the meeting room when we're talking with clients or or prospective new clients, some of these people are coming in and they're saying, so recession's going to happen this year. You know, it's it's almost like it's it's just known it's going to happen. Yeah, you know? it is. It is like it's a fait accompli. And and check the tape, Scott. Go back and check the tape. I'm not in that camp. Mm. I don't necessarily believe a recession is inevitable. Can mm. one happen? Sure. Is it more likely to happen if everybody thinks it's going to happen? Mm. Probably so, because as you think, so you do. Yeah. And so if you think it's, there's going to be a pullback in the economy, you might make some decisions that are actually make that happen of self-fulfilling prophecy if you will mm-hmm. but the tide may be changing i see here that jamie diamond who is the head of jp morgan chase uh jamie used to be uh one of the top executives at citigroup when i had an affiliation with citigroup way back in the day uh, jamie's a good guy but you know jamie called for an economic hurricane last year uh, that was his position. He's backed off that stance now. Mm-hmm. Paul Krugman, who is a famous economist who writes a column in the local paper here, uh, he says that uh, a soft landing is more likely. Well, I'm welcome to the party, Paul. You've been on this uh, kick of all uh, gloom and doom for uh, like I don't know your entire life, but <laughs> but but literally, he now says a soft landing is more likely. And Scott, I think that that. Oftentimes, if you'll just kind of just do your job, just keep going, keep doing the things that we do, yeah. then the recession really becomes less likely because less people are reactive to things like Troy has just said. People coming in assuming that a recession is going to happen. It doesn't necessarily have to happen. The economy does have you know peaks and valleys, and it does ebb and flow. But And even if we do have a recession, it's not like we've never had one before. Right. I think it too. I read the other day the unemployment rate is as low as it's been in fifty years. That that's that's incredible to think about. We are in or could be heading into a recession with an unemployment rate that low. Mixed signals for sure. So it's will we or won't we? But that is we as as I said in the open, the wrong question to ask. The question is, are you ready? Whether it comes 
or it doesn't. So the theme of today's Get Ready for the Future show is how to recession-proof your retirement. The best time to prepare for a recession is long before it ever arrives. And we're going to be talking about some of the things to do in anticipation of that. That's uh, reminiscent of an old John F. Kennedy quote. He said, uh, the time to fix the roof is when the sun's shining. Right. And, and, you know, that's really very true. And the time for you to be able to, you know, prepare for a recession is understanding a lot of the things that you've been through up to this point and, and understand where you are in the economy and in the markets. We really are not that far off of a, of a five-year trend. We just went up a lot in the market, and it's now come back down and, and does what, Troy, I think we call reversion to the mean. Yeah, and later in today's show, uh, like Scott alluded to, we're going to talk about four things that you can do to kind of recession-proof your retirement. So stay tuned. We'll get into that here in just a little bit. Yeah, but first up, and we haven't even mentioned this yet, but we do have a special interview guest, Jeffrey Roach, who is the chief economist for LPL Financial, and he joins us on a routine basis here on the Get Ready for the Future show. In fact, so routine, we've developed a good enough relationship with him, we call him Dr. J now. Or I want to call him Dr. J. I don't know if he wants me to call him Dr. J, but that's his uh, nickname around the office. Just to be clear, he has yes. a PhD yes. in, in economics, right. and so Dr. and Jeffrey. Uh, so Dr. J is what he's known around the LPL circles, and I think you've kind of adopted that. Yeah, I like it, and I uh, hope he does too. But we had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week. Well, Jeff, it seems the economy continues to offer some resiliency here amidst the uh, high inflation, although it is coming down, and the rising interest rates. Let's focus in first on the December employment numbers. It seemed to spark a rally in the market when they were released. Analysts, some analysts, called it a Goldilocks report, meaning it was not too hot, not too cold. What did the report say to you? Well, I don't know if I'd call it quite Goldilocks. I would, I would definitely call it uh, less hot, but still a little warm. So you, you think about the, the six-month average, you kind of smooth out some of those job gains. We're still talking, you know, about a $300,000 300, job gain on average over the last six months. That's still pretty hot. Granted, it's much cooler than the job gains that we saw, you know, just 12 months ago. Uh, so we're moving in the right direction. I think what most people were really happy about, and this is something that I've I blogged about right after the report and talked about it, and that was the fact that average hourly earnings started to cool pretty nicely. And so if you make a chart of just average hourly earnings and the CPI, those trajectories tend to move in tandem. And so Friday's report last week was a great, great uh, setup for the markets uh, in as we prepare for Thursday's CPI print. Here we are on a on a Tuesday here recording this. And uh, our, our view is that the CPI number on Thursday is going to be in the sixes. It's going to have a six handle on it, as we uh, used to say on the trading floor. So, Jeffrey, let's talk a little bit about the unemployment rate, because it's hard to see this recession that everybody's talking about without a high unemployment rate. But when you look, the job, uh, the labor market's really tight, meaning that employers like us have a hard time finding workers that to step into open positions. So how's this all going to play out? What's your view for the unemployment rate in 2023? So if we go into recession, we, we definitely have higher risks of recession the first half of this year. It's going to be unlike any other recession. But again, 
you know, the COVID recession was like any other recession as the government was shuttering businesses across you know, across the globe. I think this will be a recession where unemployment rate is much lower than in quote unquote normal cycles. And I think the reason for that is as labor market churn kind of slows down people when I talk about churn, that's kind of in a nutshell, a, a one word descriptor of openings and quits and hirings and separations. All that churn is still happening now, but as that kind of cools and slows down, you might actually have a recession of unemployment rate, yes, that kicks up, but not as much as we would normally expect and perhaps less painful for the overall economy. But there's the reason why we have such low unemployment Part of it is because participation rates are lower than they were pre-COVID, meaning the percentage of the population is not just working or looking. They're not even looking for work. Hence, they're not considered uh, in the labor force. Those participation rates, I think, are too low. I think they have to kick up a little bit as states continue to pull back uh, the stimulus as people realize, hey, I can't, you know, my, you know, 24 30-year-olds can't be living with their parents forever. They need to enter and be productive uh, members of society. I think we'll see that un uh, participation rate tick up a little bit. And in essence, that will allow the market to be, the labor market to be less tight and at the same time protect an unemployment rate from having to tick up to, you know, 6%, for example. We probably won't see that number uh, in 2023. Jeffrey Roach is our guest. He's the chief economist for LPL Financial. And Jeffrey, you mentioned the CPI report that'll be coming out uh, in a couple of days from the time that we are recording this. And you talked a little bit about your expectation. Uh, so kind of, I guess, go back over that for us on that number, but then kind of in general, if we could pull back and look at the trend line for inflation in 2023. I know the expectations for LPL are that we'll continue to come down. How far could it could it come down and could it get to that base baseline where the Fed wants it, where interest rates might actually go in the opposite direction or at least be stable? Well, we don't think that inflation is going to hit the Fed's target by the end of this year. It's going to take more time for that. But I think what markets and investors care about is the trajectory. It's the movement. Yeah. Are we going in the right direction? And I think that's where, you know, that's going to be an important uh, part, important a piece of the pie to kind of highlight, particularly for uh, risk appetite, investor confidence. So is it going to be a 2% inflation rate anytime soon? The answer is no, but we're coming down consistently from, you know, a 9%, 8, 7, where you know, will be and we'll probably be in the high threes or low fours by the end of this year. That's on net a great, great trajectory. So if that's your uh, outlook for inflation, I'm assuming you're not in the camp where stagflation is a concern, meaning that the economy stagnates, but inflation stays persistent, uh, persistently high. Uh, what, what's your thought on stagflation? Yeah, I think the, the, the stagflation risks are very low. I think part of the reason is because you think the corporate sector manufacturing activity, the ability to provide goods and services to an economy is there. There's not a fundamental flaw from the supply side of things. And so I think that will protect us that even though aggregate demand will slow the first half of this year, pull back some of the pressure on inflation and, and prices in general, particularly services prices, 
I think the fact that we're seeing the cool down on inflation, it protects us from the risk of, all right, we're not seeing, you know, hot inflations staying at that elevated place at the same time as we decline as an economy. That's that's the scenario you need to have in a stagflationary environment, right? Inflation is naggingly hot and the economy is contracting. I don't think we have that. We, we don't have that trajectory. We're not expecting that for 2023. Switching gears uh, to the market, from the market perspective, we didn't exactly get the Santa Claus rally. I guess we did get a welcome to 2023 rally just a little bit based on partly those December uh, jobs numbers or employment numbers that we've already talked about. But as we look ahead, you know, it, it seems like investors are just really searching every day for any piece of news that can drive markets higher. In your opinion, what's the single most piece of data, single most important piece of data or news that could be the catalyst uh, for 2023 in the stock market? Yeah, I think the single catalyst will be a Fed publicly stating that the inflation battle is is being won. I think that that you know hands down that's going to be one of the main factors. Going back to your comment about the Santa Claus rally, you you wonder you know we had a short week uh, that first week of 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 this month uh, because of New Year's Day right there on Monday. Perhaps Santa Claus came late to the party. Uh, if you want to include Friday, Friday's uh, activity is maybe the the you know the beginnings of that late Santa Claus rally uh, after the the jobs report. You know, because when you think about the week returns last week uh, in in aggregate for the week, um, it, it was it was all because of Friday. Uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday were still pretty rough days. So Santa Claus late came late. But uh, what, what's going to be the impetus? Yeah, it's going to be uh, the inflation numbers convincing Chairman Powell uh, and his colleagues on the Federal Open Market Committee. Jeffrey, today's show is all about recession-proofing your retirement. So I wonder what your advice would be to investors who are thinking about retiring in the next year or two, but just don't know whether this is the right time and whether they really need to do that because of how uncertain things are right now. Well, if I, you know, we're talking to, you know, my, uh, you know, my friends and parents of friends saying, all right, what, what's your plan? You know, I, I would, I would just highlight the fact that given the, the, the core undergirth of the economy supporting, you know, households and that kind of thing, we're, we're not in a, a great financial crisis scenario because we're not in a 08 kind of, you know, fundamental cracks in lending markets, for example. I think the recession is going to be shorter than average. So you think about post-World War II, the average recession is about 10 months long. So I would encourage folks to say, keep on with the, with that longer term horizon. We don't think that recession is going to be a, a longer than normal uh, type of recession. And so hold through and we know markets respond accordingly uh, after, you know, after the recession, 12 months after recession ends, things things look fairly positive. So if you're in that uh, life uh, position where you want to retire in the very, very near term, uh, perhaps 2023 might not be your year, but I don't think 2024 would be a, a, a bad, bad uh, time to, to consider making that decision. Jeff, we always appreciate your time and definitely your insight. Thank you for joining us today on the Get Ready for the Future show. Well, thanks for having me.
That's Jeffrey Roach, the chief economist for LPL Financial. We appreciate him being on the Get Ready for the Future show. The subject of today's show, how to recession-proof your retirement. We spent a lot of time there talking about if it's coming. Uh, but, you know, when you listen to it in in whole, and, and, and Jeffrey and his team at LPL Financial are uh, forecasting a mild recession in 2023, but all of the data and all of the things he talked about were pretty positive. Inflation is on its way down. Uh, that should trigger at some point in 2023 uh, for the Fed to react to that and slow the rate of interest rate hikes. Uh, the employment, the unemployment rate is low. Uh, he talked about all of those things still leading towards the possibility even of a pretty good year in the stock market. You know, one of the things that I thought was most interesting was right there at the end when when Jeffrey mentioned that the average recession is is only ten months long. Yeah. When you hear the word recession, you uh, at least I it go to in my mind this elongated time period where things are just awful. Yep. You know, if you're in retirement right now, if you have just one year's worth of cash sitting on the sidelines ready to go, mm-hmm. you can weather the average recession. Yep. Yeah, that's that's exactly how we plan here at GenWealth. And I was going to take issue with one thing that he said right there at the end where he said, well, maybe 2023 is not your year to retire. If you're not having to sell equities in 2023, you'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, the, the whole idea of a recession and how it affects your retirement is how it affects the stock market. And if the stock market is down in 2023, uh, if you've got cash, you don't have to sell anything. And so I think a lot of it is not dependent, Scott, on what happens with the markets, but how your plan is designed and what you do in response to what the market may be doing. Building a recession-proof retirement starts with building a plan that expects the recession to happen, right? Sometime during your retirement, sooner or even later. And we'll get into the details of that because that is one of our uh, steps to recession-proof your retirement. So four steps to recession-proof your retirement. And clearly the data shows that Americans uh, are not ready to weather the economic storm. 47% of them can't afford a $500 emergency. That's according to The Motley Fool. As of November of 2022, 63% of Americans were living paycheck to paycheck. That's according to CNBC. 55% of Americans feel they're behind on retirement savings, also according to CNBC. Nearly 7 in 10 Americans, that's 69%, say they're worried about the possibility of a recession before the end of the year. 29% say they are very worried, and another 40% say they're somewhat worried. And at the same time, more than 2 in 5, 41%, feel they would be unprepared to handle a downturn if one were begin were to begin before the end of the year. That's according to bank rate. So, as we said earlier, the time to prepare for the recession is not now. It was six months ago. But let's talk about the steps. And it really starts with, you know, when you think about how a recession is going to impact someone, generally the worst thing that can happen is going to be they're going to lose their job, right? That's yeah, the main thing that you worry thing. about. And if you're retired, what does that matter? I mean, you don't right. have a job to lose. Right. And I think about this as you went through those statistics. I was thinking about Jamie Dimon's economic hurricane scenario that he uh, proffered last year about, you know, how bad things were going to be. And I think about people on the Gulf Coast that, you know, they clearly know days ahead of time a hurricane is coming, but they don't move. They don't do anything. They they just sit there and I know I'm going to ride this out. I'm just, uh, you know, 
I'm going to throw up a, a, you know, some plywood on the house and see if we can withstand it. And sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. So I, I think that oftentimes we think that we're going to be okay regardless. But I think when you look at uh, statistics like uh, most Americans can't afford a $500 emergency and 63% are living paycheck to paycheck, Troy, that really uh, is a long-term problem that's always been this way ever since I've been in the financial business. But it really does call for action on uh, on the average consumer's part. Yeah, those those statistics make it very clear that the maybe not the majority, but a vast amount of people are not ready for a recession. So let's get into, you know, what are four things that you can do to recession proof your retirement or not even necessarily your retirement, but just be ready for a recession if one comes, even if you're still working. And number one is get back to the basics. So here we're talking about budgeting. We're talking about savings. Um, in the last recession, this became like the in vogue thing to do was to get back to budgeting. Um, our national credit card debt actually went down mm-hmm. in 2008 and 2009. That's when people were losing their jobs, losing their homes. As a whole, our, our credit card debt went down. The reason for that is because when your back gets up against the wall, you got to do something, right? Right. right. And, yeah. and now, ever since then, the market's been going up and up and up, and things have been good, and people get a little lax, and they take on some more debt because they can pay for it. Yeah. Well, that's not really the way to go about it. We need to make sure that we have a budget and we're saving all times, not just in the bad times. Yeah. My dad used to tell me that that if I got $5 when I was a kid, that money was burning a hole in my pocket. Your dad ever tell you that? Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it was. He was right. And, and it was. <laughs> yes. And and we have that syndrome in America today. You know, back when COVID hit, the savings rate went through the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were, you know, they had more cash sitting on the sidelines than you could ever imagine. Couldn't spend it. <laughs> yeah. On, on doing couldn't, anything. You couldn't anyway. spend it on anything. But, yeah. but here's the thing. Cash makes you bulletproof. Cash gives you a cushion, a reserve, a pad, so to speak, that if you fall, you fall on something soft as opposed to something hard. We have this habit, Troy, of just going and spending that cash because, well, i got to do something with it. It's just sitting there. Well, what's wrong with just sitting there? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's there for a reason. You know, we're talking an emergency fund here. And, and having that cash, the whole reason that it's there is that, you know, when things happen, when the refrigerator goes out or you need new tires on your car, that cash is there so that you can pay for those things without having to put it on the credit card. And or then, maybe when you lose your job in a recession. Right. Yeah, exactly. Those things are, you know, most people don't stop and think about what the possibilities are and go, okay, how am I going to prepare for those possibilities? That's why people have their head in the sand about things like long-term care. They don't think about the possibility of them having to spend seven or $8,000 a month to take care of themselves when they're older. Yeah, we talked about getting an emergency fund. That's number two. So our, we're going to combine those first two steps, get back to the basics, and that means budgeting and savings. Number two is get an emergency fund. I'd say, really, you ought to already have one. And if you're preparing for a recession, you're going to build that and increase an emergency fund because going back to what I talk about, I've talked about a, a moment ago. The biggest fear of a personal impact, the biggest personal impact that could take place on you during a recession is that you lose your job, which means you have a loss of income. So if you have, I think about things like if you have debt, then while you do have income, if you have margin, if you've created margin in that income uh, between your uh, expenses and your income pay down some of that debt, pay some extra payments on that debt. So if you do arrive one day and there is a recession and you lose all of your income or some of your income, you've serviced that debt ahead of schedule and you've got some some grace right there. And I think that's a big key. 
Scott, if you listen to the Dave Ramsey show, he's very famous of saying this is where the uh, uh, the paid off home mortgage is has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. Yeah, I think that needs to change because a paid off home mortgage is a great thing to have without a doubt. But I think that having a big fat emergency fund ought yeah. to be the status symbol yeah. that you got a lot of cash in the bank. And you've got the ability to do whatever you need to do with that cash. And come what may, recession, depression, whatever the case may be, you've got some cushion there to weather that storm. A lot of people don't know how much they need to have in their emergency fund. They I hear can that, hear them right now going, term. well, how much right. should we have? Yeah. So a good starting point, rule of thumb, three to six months worth of your uh, what you're spending every month. So mm-hmm. not necessarily whatever your income is, but whatever your outflows are, mm-hmm. multiply that by three to six. And then that, that gives you a good base to start for. Of course, you know, you can't have too much in emergency fund, but, but you want to be in that range for sure. Yeah. You, and when we say emergency fund, let's be really clear. Your 401k plan is not your emergency fund, right? That's your retirement account. And you have to segment those things. I know a lot of people just think they've got their money. And if they need something, they're going to go get their money. Well, you really should be prepared for those short-term needs outside your retirement account, not inside your retirement account, because what you're really doing is you're sacrificing your long-term future and your financial independence to take care of some emergency that might come up today. Now, this sounds like the here and now, right? If those first two steps to recession-proof your retirement don't necessarily sound like they're talking about retirement, but let's think about that. If you have a substantial amount in an emergency cash fund and you lose some or all of your income and can tap that, you may be able to continue because if that's if your retirement savings rate is counted in what your monthly cash outflow is, maybe you're able to continue to fund your retirement in some way. You wouldn't obviously be able to do it through the employer 401k if you lost your job, but you would be able to put some money back uh, in addition to making sure your expenses are met. And if you're budgeting, it's all about the margin and you could continue to keep that margin. I know that psychologically would be very hard to do uh, if you're trying to pay your bills out of an emergency fund because you don't know how long you're going to be uh, out of a job, but those two can still keep things on track to some degree rather than reverse course if you haven't prepared. But the next two steps we're going to talk about are definitely geared more towards recession proofing your retirement. Number three on our list is get a plan. And that is obviously the bread and butter, the heart of everything we do at Genwell Financial Advisors is building a written plan for our clients. And most of the time that is focused on a retirement income plan. In other words, a point in the future, however uh, near or far it may be, that you are prepared to be financially independent. And if you don't have that plan, boy, again, going back to the psychology of this, guys, if you lose your job or if you are worried, even if you don't lose your job and a recession hits, you're worried about those account values going down. And that goes back to, I think, what Jeffrey was talking about in our interview that you that you kind of uh, made a point against there is 2023 may not be your year. Well, if you're focused on your account value losing 20% from 2022 and you're worried about what's going to happen in 2023 and you don't have a plan, it's not your year. Scott, I, I have a regular practice uh, when people come in these days 
we will do what we normally do in a in a uh, review appointment with a client. We'll talk about how their accounts performed in the last year. But I've been uh, very uh, methodical in getting a five-year look at their accounts because mm-hmm. a five-year look gives you perspective. And that changes your focus from being on what happened in 2022 and gives you the perspective that you're probably actually up over the last five years. Even though the last year was down, you're down from a, a very high high that we had in 21. So, the again, it's been this reversion to the mean thing that if you look at a five-year trend of the S&P 500, we would be about where we are right now in the stock market if we had not had COVID on the downside and the inflation that hit the stock market, everybody talks about inflation. The first thing that inflated out of COVID was the stock market. Yeah, uh, people, right. you know, plowed money into the stock market and, and it went nuts. And so we're just back to normal is is the way that I see it. Now, if we can have a, a light recession or avoid recession in 2023 and the economy kind of gets back stable again, we will be in a situation where actually people will be uh, on track for their long-term plan in a general sense. So our final point now, our final step to recession-proof your retirement, we talked about getting the plan and how important that was in general, but we're going to talk a little bit about specifically what that plan should address. And that final step is get your basic needs covered. You know, we just spent a lot of time talking about how are you going to pay the bills if you lose your job. Well, in a recession, if you're moving into retirement anyway, you are planning to be financially independent. Your plan should include a retirement income stream that makes you financially independent. What does that income stream look like? Well, again, going back to if it is all based on how much uh, interest or dividends or yield that you can get off of your portfolio, that number just went down. Scott, I'm thinking that, you know, pensions doesn't care about a recession. They right. just keep paying. Social Security, they haven't cut Social Security because of a recession ever in the history of a man. Annuity contracts, they keep paying regardless of a recession. So if you create a floor of income, think about a floor uh, just like the floor of your house, that you don't want that floor to be shaky, you want it to be very firm. If you create that floor of income with pension, Social Security, and annuity income, then Come what may, you're going to be just fine if your floor is calculated, Troy, to be on par with what your spending is. Yeah, and think about what that floor income needs to pay for. If, if we go into a recession, especially an elongated recession, then do you necessarily have to go to the beach five times that year? <laughs> right. Probably not. Right. But do you have to still buy groceries? Mm-hmm. Still got to buy gas? Still got to pay your insurance? All of those things that you have to pay for every single month – they need to be matched up with some form of guaranteed income. John, like you mentioned, pension, social security, annuity income if you need it. Those are things that are going to provide you with a check every single month, no matter what happens, whether there's a recession or not. And Scott, if you kind of take that a little bit further, if someone doesn't think about their retirement in that way, if they just think about their portfolio and their portfolio is down 20%, what does that mean? Yeah, it means yeah. that you're going to have to sell more shares right. of your portfolio to generate the same amount of money. Yeah. And that puts you in uh, between a rock and a hard place, quite frankly. It puts you in a really bad situation where you can tailspin that portfolio and ultimately drain that portfolio if you sell enough of it 
uh, to try to generate income in a down market. I think about what we've been saying today, recession-proofing your retirement. And the question at the first was, are we or aren't we? And what does it matter? The question is, how are you going to be prepared for it? And if you have that guaranteed income in place through layering in Social Security, potentially a pension, potentially an annuity, and you know that that is guaranteed to come month after month, and you know that is enough money to pay your monthly expenses, you're going to respond to recession. What recession? Yeah. And then if you lay on top of that floor, our bucketing strategy, where you've got conservative, moderate, and then growth-oriented investments, then if your growth-oriented investments are down, you leave them alone and you pull money from the conservative investments to supplement that floor income. It is a it is clearly the way to, to strategize your way around a recession. One of the coolest things I ever saw, Scott, was the fact that I visited the Wharton School of Business uh, for a, uh, a training session. Uh, this was several years ago. And I walked into this professor's uh, class that he was holding for us, and he started talking about flooring and bucketing and it being the most conservative, recession-proof way to, to plan for retirement income. And I, I went up to him afterwards and I said, you know, we've got a, our business does that. And he goes, you got a business that'll last forever. And so <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy uh, hearing validation about that, but it does work if you know how to work the plan. And that's the question, if you even have a plan, and if something has triggered your thought process today, if you're worried about that recession and you're focused on your account value and you don't have a plan, we're ready to step you through the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. If you want to reach out and get an appointment with a GenWealth Financial Advisor, you can do that by calling toll-free 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And we have offices all over central Arkansas and in northwest Louisiana, so there is an office near you. And that first appointment, I want to point out, is absolutely complimentary. It's just a conversation. We'll tell you about what GenWealth does. We'll ask you a a lot of questions about what you're wanting to accomplish, and we'll see if uh, we can definitely do something for you in terms of getting your retirement plan in place. You heard the final bell there. That means it's time for final thoughts, and Troy, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'd say, you know, you need a financial plan that accounts for the what ifs in life, and that includes a recession. So if you've got a financial advisor now that doesn't want to take the time to talk about that possibility, or if you don't have a financial advisor at all and you're concerned about the possibility of a recession, then give us a call here at GenWealth and we'd love to sit down and talk with you. So Scott, let's recap our our four points here to recession-proof your retirement. Get back to the basics Be sure your emergency fund is very healthy and in place. Be proud of that emergency fund. Don't worry about money sitting over collecting dust somewhere. It really is the thing that you need to weather a recession if we have one. Have a plan and understand the comfort that comes with we have thought about this and we have planned for it. Whatever your situation is, whether it's financial or anything else, if you have prepared and thought about it and written down steps, then those things don't blindside you. You are ready to deal with them. And then the fourth thing is get your required income covered. I mentioned the number to call to set an appointment with a GenWealth advisor. If you want to take the first step without ready, you're not ready to make that appointment yet, you can find out a little bit more about where you stand. Are you on track? Visit 15minuteretirement.com. That's the number one, the number five, and then minuteretirement.com or even easier. Text the word checkup to 501-381-5228. That's 501-381-5228.
And that's all the time we have for this week's Get Ready for the Future show about recession-proofing your retirement. Whether it comes or whether it doesn't, how will you be prepared? Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, share the podcast with your friends and family. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and GenWealth Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial. 